0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Rise Up Buttercup podcast where we share the incredible stories of those who have risen up against the odds to live a life of passion and purpose. In each episode, you are going to hear about the highs, the lows, and everything in between, along with some valuable lessons that you can apply to your own life if you so choose. Our mission here at A Higher Way of Living is to inspire you to rise up and courageously pursue whatever your life is calling you to. My name is Amy Gerharts and I am your host for this podcast, and after 20 years and entertainment, I am now a mindset coach, a certified NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist, and as you guessed it, the founder of A Higher Way of Living. And for those of you who might be curious about how you can achieve more out of your life, I want you to know that my company offers a wide variety of personal and professional development services designed specifically to support you in removing your limiting beliefs and roadblocks so that you can create a new and mindset to rise up to who you were meant to be. I would love to invite you to come over and join our community at a higher You can also follow us on all of the social media platforms. And also don't forget to take advantage of the free gift that we are offering at the end of this episode. Now I would love to introduce you to today's guest. Jana Short is a renowned global influencer and award winning mindset coach in the health and wellness industry. She is an NLP and RTT practitioner, a best selling author, public speaker, host of the Oh My Health There Is Hope podcast and founder and editor of the Best Holistic Life magazine. She currently works creating online global influencers, teaching her clients to remove blocks that are holding them back and how to start that love affair with their potential online clients To gain maximum exposure, Jana has been featured on numerous publications and podcasts to include most recently the cover of Los Angeles entrepreneur magazine as Los Angeles number one mindset coach of 2022, the second year in a row. She is a dear friend of mine, a wealth of knowledge, and just an all around wonderful human being. So let's go ahead and dive into the conversation. Hello everyone and welcome to the Rise Up Buttercup podcast. This is our very first episode and I am beyond excited to have one of my dearest friends and mentors, Jana Short here uh, today with us. Jana, thank you for being the first guest on the podcast. (laughs) I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I um I thought it was so fitting, first of all, to have you first, because you and I've known each other a long time. You actually supported me in my journey when I decided to leave the entertainment industry to start my coaching business. I had no idea how to market myself. I had no idea how to brand myself. Uh, and I have to say that working with you for the period of time that we were together, and then uh, learning and becoming uh, developing a friendship with you, uh, hearing your story, um, and how you inspire people through your magazine and your coaching and everything else that you've done in your life. Also, NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, <laughs> similar to me, you inspired me to go down that route as a coach. Um, and I also think it's amazing because what the listeners don't know, of a wonderful story that I like to share, is that my company now a higher way of living would not be here without you because you were the master genius. Uh, for those of you who are listening, Jana has this incredible ability to listen in depth and to take notes whenever she's with someone. And Janet, tell it, I, I feel like I feel like it just took over sharing this, but do you remember the day when you told me my company name? That Because I, I had did. said it like five times and I didn't even realize I had said it. Exactly.
1: Like, seriously, you're giving me credit for it. But all I did was show you the notes I was writing and you just kept saying it over and over. And I'm like, well, you keep saying your company name. I put it up there. You were like,
0: That's it. <laughs> I know, but that that just goes to show the value of of having friendships and coaches and people in your corner to to see the things that you're not seeing. Um, but regardless of that, Jana, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for being here today, and thank you for helping me to identify the company name I had said five times and didn't even realize uh, a higher way of living. But I really want to share your story today because this whole podcast, the inspiration for Rise Up Buttercup as I said earlier to all of the listeners, and I'll just say it again, is to really share the underdog story, to share the rising up above your circumstances, to share the story uh, of the struggle, of the journey, of the breakthrough, of the rising up of the life of purpose, all of those things that, you know, uh, so many people see someone who's made it to the top and they think it's easy, right? Like, oh, they must've just been born into it or they're gifted. And they, we don't really hear the stories of the journey. And and that's what I wanted this podcast to be about. I want it to be about sharing the behind the scenes stuff, sharing those, those vulnerable moments, sharing the life lessons. And you have probably one of the most incredible stories, especially with your health and leading into your own podcast, the Oh My <laughs> oh My Health, There Is Hope podcast, which all listeners should go listen to that as well. And then also the Best Holistic Life magazine, but share with, the, share with our listeners your journey. So I will tell you, I've never
1: thought of myself as an underdog, but I will tell you, I have had people give up on me, including on my health journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I never really gave up on myself, even though I was given absolutely no hope of survival back 10 years ago, um, I had a little minor surgery. Well, first of all, I was living as an interior designer, which is what I went to school for, what I thought I was passionate about. I still am passionate about design and color. And you'll see that in pretty much everything I touch as far as my magazine and other things go. But I had a little teeny surgery to have a hiatal hernia fixed and um, it dehissed or not dehis, but it twisted. And when it twisted, you have to have it fixed. So when they did this surgery, they accidentally damaged my vagus nerve. I don't know if it was severed or it was just damaged beyond repair. And if people don't know what a vagus nerve is, it's super powerful. It connects the stomach. You know, they say gut brain and brain. It connects those two talking points. So I was walking around afterwards, not knowing anything was wrong. And after my surgery, I kept telling my husband, every time I eat, I feel like the food is poisoning me. I'm miserable. I just, I don't know what's wrong. I, I, I have to lay down. I'm in pain. I feel horrible. And then it got to a point where people were coming up and saying, congratulations on your baby. Like, I'm so happy for the two of oh, you. No. I know it was like, first of all, thank you for thinking I'm pregnant in my fifties. So yay for me, <laughs> but I'm not pregnant. And I couldn't understand why I was getting so heavy, mostly in my gut area. And I honestly, um, I have pictures on my website of before and after, and you will not even recognize me. Wow. I looked not healthy. And um, I finally ended up in the ER with so much stomach pain that they did a CAS scan and they found a big mass in my stomach. So they're thinking cancer, but what it was, was food. Our, bodies are like this amazing, miraculous thing. And I don't know if you know this, but your stomach will expand and expand and expand and expand. So food was going in and it wasn't really able to exit. And so over a few months, it like literally created what they call a bezer. And I found out later that I had something called gastroparesis from this injury and my stomach didn't function anymore. It was like having dead limbs. Right. And so there result or their recommendation to me was to have my stomach completely removed and I was all in, right? Let's do this. It's supposed to be super easy. Get my stomach removed. I would be fed through um, a tube that they would place in my stomach. But in the meantime, before that happened and I healed, I would be fed through a pick line. So I had this surgery and immediately I knew something wasn't right when I was in my room. Um, I was three days into my surgery or post op, and um, I noticed they were moving food, water, everything out of my room. There was a lot of action going on. And I found out that my surgery had de hissed the whole thing I was trying to avoid <laughs> with the super high, high anal hernia. And it opened up, which meant anything I ingested liquids, food, anything was just going out into my body cavity Uh and it created, um, I became septic. My lungs, both lungs had collapsed and I was being fed through a pick line through, and it's something called TPN, which is all synthetic. And my body said, well, I don't know what that is, but it ain't real. (laughs) So we want no part of it. So then my organs started shutting down and here I am, in the hospital, two months later from this little surgery, still in the hospital fighting for my life. And it was, I would say it was the scariest thing, but honestly, I don't remember a lot of it because I was that sick. Yeah. But at the end, when they decided there was nothing more they can do, by the way, my stomach had never healed up where I could ingest anything. They told me there's not much more we can do. My organs have started shutting down. My hair was falling out. I was 51 years old, so that wasn't very old at the time, and um, it's it's still not very old at all. No. <laughs> yes. And the older you get, by the way, yeah. Like 70s, not old. <laughs> it changes, right? From when you're yeah. young thinking, oh, that person's so old. But I went home. They asked me if I wanted to go home or did I wanted to stay at the hospital and be made comfortable. And I just wanted to be home. I did not go in there dying. I went in there for a simple surgery and here I am on my deathbed. Here's a miracle that happened for me. I just had a brand new grandson when I went in for the surgery. I wanted to wait till he was born. So a few days after he was born, I went in for the surgery. By the way, he's having his 11th birthday. So it's been 11 years. And um, my daughter brought him to see me so that I could see him before I died. And so he was about nine, 10 weeks old. And when she brought him to me, here's what occurred to me. How will he remember me? How will he have one memory? Something so simple as what it smelled like when he hugged me. I still, to this day, and it always makes me want to cry, but I remember what my grandmother smelled like. Mm. I can just smell her and um, what it was like, you know, with us giggling together or having those little memories. Mm. And I started thinking, how can I create one memory with him? He was our fifth grandson and the youngest. And I knew I had made a few memories with the others, but how will he have a memory of me? And I got my laptop because was too weak to get out of bed. And I typed in the words desperately, literally, this is what I typed in desperate for health answers, holistic options. My husband, who's a veterinarian, my ex is an internist, two daughters were in medical school and they all said, I can't help you. We learned nothing in med school about nutrition. We had a semester and what we learned about nutrition is how it interacted with drugs, not how it supports the body. Mm. And so I got on this computer and I did that. And let me tell you, (laughs) for all of you who get on there, it's scary. Yeah. A lot of scary things came up, right? People yeah. came out of the woodwork. Oh, I can help you. I'm a naturopath. I'm a homeopath. I'm <laughs> I'm this, I'm that. And they weren't. Like that was one of the first things we talked about when you wanted to get into coaching is what's your field and where are you getting the education, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we first should do no harm. And the harm for me wasn't buying product cuz I've money and I wasn't taking it with me, so buying product wasn't an issue. The harm was wasting my time. I did not have that precious valuable time. But here's the flip side of that coin. Where else can you be on your deathbed and type in those words and extend your reach around the globe all over the world. I could reach out to experts in their field and find some answers. And I did. I live in the same exact diagnosis. My stomach did not grow back. I nothing's changed for me except for I'm thriving in that diagnosis now. And I did that all through educating myself mindset. For those of you who don't believe that everything, everything you are going to accomplish in love, self-respect finances, everything starts between those beautiful ears of yours. It's Mm -hmm. all mindset. So when a doctor tells you, sometimes it's all in your head, Say thank you. I know that. (laughs) I'm not saying you don't have a diagnosis or you don't have an illness, (laughs) but everything's in our head and it might have come from that thing in our head, like that illness might have been put from that, that thought in our head, which happens more than
0: you think. Well, tell me and tell the listeners as well, too, during some of those those really dark moments, because I'm, I'm sure it was probably in, I can only imagine how scary it must have been in these moments. And I know you said when you were in the hospital, you didn't you know, remember as much because that was how sick you really were. But even coming out of it, you know, even getting to the computer uh, and, and doing the Google search, you know, your whole mission is about hope right? And, and, and you, you preach that and and health and and being aware and getting the education. How were you able to dig deep and find hope in those moments?
1: So first of all, I have surrounded by people who are incredible. Like I have the best friends and family. So having that support group is huge. Having confidence in yourself is even bigger and setting realistic goals for yourself. I never thought I wasn't trying to live. I was trying to create a memory with my grandson. And so for those of you who are thinking like it's a big, it's like eating an elephant. It's big. It's a lot. Where do I start? I literally focused on one thing every day. And I stayed in the moment. Like, how do I create something right now? What do I do? I sit up in bed for a while. I just sit there because that was a struggle. And then maybe I get up and I walk a few feet and I go back and sit down. And it was just a few things. It was literally a couple of years of me getting back on this trail. And I still struggle with keeping my health under control, but I also put it first. Now my health will always come first. When I work with clients, the first thing I tell them when they need downtime, take it take it, put yourself first. I'm scheduling some fun time for you, some friend time for you. Those relationships are powerful when you get older, let me tell you. And when we're raising kids, it's all about our kids, our job, and we forget about those friends. And I promise you one day, those beautiful kids are going to grow up. If you did your job right, they're going to move out on their own, create their own lives, their own friends, their own little, you know, nourishing system. And you're going to be like, wait, where'd all my friends go? <laughs> yeah. It's a struggle for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something you learn over time too, the value of community and the value of connection uh, and, and really being able to lean into people. So, so with all of this, you had said something else that I want to point out. You said, now you make your health a priority. I'm going to go ahead and assume that there was a time in your life where you did not. Nope.
1: No, I mean, I'm telling you, all of you are doing it. You're wearing a lot of hats. You're the taxi cab driver, the the housekeeper, the chef, you know, you're the money maker, the decision maker, you're the disciplinarian, sometimes a referee. You have a lot of hats and here's what happens. You get sick, right? So you get sick and you're like, Ooh, I don't have time for this. You tell your mind, I don't have time for this. I, I have a symptom. My head's been hurting. I feel really tired. I, I don't have time for that. And then another symptom comes up, right? And then another symptom comes up. And pretty soon, your body breaks yeah. and says, we got time now. Yeah. <laughs> so I find it's easier to put the time in on the front end <laughs> than yeah. on the back end of it, where I have absolutely no control. Cause when I was in the hospital, the scariest part was I had no control. I had no say over what was happening to me. Mm. I had, you think you do? but you don't. When you're that sick, things are going in and out of my body, tons of things. And anyone who knows me knows I'm super weird about any kind of medications going in. And I had to just give up all that control and hope they knew what they were doing.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's switch gears really quickly. Cause this is, brings up another question. How did all of this not going from having no control when you were in the hospital, obviously of your surroundings and things going on and even the things internally in your body to then creating a passion and purpose and taking the reins and taking control and creating this massive thriving business that you have. Well, I will tell you something I
1: learned, Amy, is I never have had control <laughs>
0: Ever, it's an illusion. <laughs> well, I think really... i i would I would beg to disagree because you and I have had some conversations. We can only control ourselves. Well, we can control true. our actions and reactions. My health
1: when it was but out you couldn't control health. the health
0: at the time. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I really feel like um I sometimes literally
1: listen to the universe and I lean into it. Right. So mm-hmm. when the universe is telling me something now, I listen. I lean into it. I may not visually see it yet. I may not be experiencing symptoms, but. I listen to that gut pull that's telling me, sit down, get up and move, breathe, call someone on the phone. They need to hear from you. And I lean into those and do them. But how it created a, this thriving business for me is as I got better, two of my daughters left med school and got into um, natural medicine. They're both DNMs now, doctors of natural mm. medicine. They wanted to be on the thriving side, helping you stay healthy as long as you can we're not supposed to live forever. Our bodies will break sometime, but it doesn't have to break today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And all that matters is what's happening today. Right? So if you can do something to help your body thrive today, I'm telling you, you'll carry it in tomorrow. But what I wanted to do is that scary moment when I was so scared and so desperate, I would have done anything to survive, to spend another moment with my grandchildren. And if you told me like, get chickens and you have to get fresh. their fresh poo every morning and rub it on your face <laughs> and sleep in it for 24 hours. You would see me in this backyard with chickens running around. I would have tried it because I didn't care. I was trying anything to survive. Oh yeah. But we all know that that's not the case. Having said that, I wanted to make sure when somebody else is scared, they're sick, they're desperate, and they're ready to give up, that they know there's hope. If there's breath in you, there's hope. Mm. And I wanted to pull people like yourself, Amy, people who have a story, a passion for what they do. Like they don't just want to do it for the buck. They don't want to just do it because someone said, this is what you should do. They're doing it because there is a passion and a story behind them that is driving them into this. This is their their genius zone is what I like to call it. And they've got all the secret sauce in that genius zone that's gonna help you get to that next level. I wanted to find those people. And I wanted to like pull those needles out of this crazy internet haystack and start giving them exposure. So I started doing that with the podcast called Oh My Health, There Is Hope. And it's all about sharing your story of hope. And that story, I promise you, I've done this for, I think we're on our three, 330th episode. Mm. And I've done celebrities, athletes, um, book writers, right? Authors, New York Times bestsellers, side gigs. Like I've done so many people on the show and every single one of them has a powerful story that drove them to exactly where they're at right now. And I try to find those people and pull those needles out and make the exposure around them, like that beautiful ah, light so that you can find them and experience them better. It's easier for you to find them. And the first thing I tell them is, and you guys tell us right into Amy and tell us if we're on the wrong track. (laughs) But the first thing I tell them is stop putting up ads, stop putting up ads for your business. Nobody knows you. They don't care. (laughs) Like, who are you? Why am I giving you my money again? Start interacting with them, become a human being, a real person, yeah. do videos, reach out and say, Hey, you know, I'm Jan and i have a magazine. I have it because it inspired me to get these people to you. Are you going to grab that? Are you going to grab a beautiful ad that says click here, subscribe. You're yeah. going to be, you want to be invited in by that person. You want to know when you give them your money, they're going to show up. That they are educated in what they do and that they care about your outcome. And so I go find those people and I shine that light on them and it's super important to me to make sure that you're finding that hope that you personally need and those people are ready to serve you in the way you need to be served.
0: Yeah, and I, I also love what you said too, because we, we've we talked before, you've been on a, a couple of my events. I've You were so gracious, uh, what I, as I said earlier in the podcast, when I was just starting out to mentor me and to support me getting my media kit together and my marketing and some branding stuff. And, and then also to be a featured writer in your magazine now has been just such an honor. Um, and also to be on the cover of your magazine as well was an amazing honor as well too. But the one thing I love about you so much is that you really value quality Quality content, and it goes back to what you said before. With getting on Google, yes, we can have information at our fingertips, but when you get web page after web page after web page after web page, it can be overwhelming, and sometimes you genuinely don't know what to believe. Right? I could I could type into Google right now how to lose ten pounds, and I would get three hundred pages yep. of different websites all teaching me something different. Right, and so it can be incredibly overwhelming. And I think that's one thing that I respect about you so much is that you really curate and do your research on every single person that you bring into your space. And especially with the magazine.
1: You know what I do? And there's a couple of rules in the magazine. I don't allow anyone to make any type of curative claim, and I don't care how educated they are. And I don't like or allow anyone to make any type of diagnosis because we are all unique human beings. And it might be absolutely right on point for 99% of us. But what if you're reading that magazine and you're the zebra that walked in the door, you know, full of horses and we do harm. So we don't do any claims like that. We just educate. One of the things I tell my um, writers or anyone I coach is that you should always do a give, give, ask. Give them something to learn more about you. Give them a, you give meditation tapes, our our self-hypnosis, Tapes, which are phenomenal, and so you get a, you get to hear her, see how she works, get to know her a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I say do another give, even if that's to your newsletter, so they're being educated and touched by you every day, and they can start building that relationship before you have an ask. An ask to join my my group that's three hundred dollars. My ask for this. Don't ask strangers, ask people you're developing that relationship with. It's so much better. Nobody who doesn't know you is going to give you money. Here's when it happens, though, by the way, it does happen. Have you ever been up late at night and you watch one of those infomercials? This one gets <laughs> every time, right? And it's a woman with wrinkles around her eyes and she puts a cream on
0: and they go boom, they're gone. I'm on the phone ordering that stuff. Ordering the wrinkles <laughs> cream. Oh, Jana, this is how I'm I am the proud owner of the Brazil butt lift DVD systems because of a late night Drunken evening. So trust me, I get it. The infomercials get me every time. You have to be careful for that. Gotta be careful. (laughs) But you can see I still have my beautiful little lines. So it doesn't really work. You are Um, stunning, my friend. You are (laughs) stunning. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, and then everything, you know, moving forward. Uh, you, you talk a lot about inspiring others and I'd love to ask you, well, first of all, listeners, if you're listening to this, everyone listening to this is going to get a free copy to, uh, Jana's magazine, best holistic life, all of the or excuse me, all the information and how to contact Jana, everything will be in the description of this podcast. So feel free to click on that. Uh, if you have any trouble finding Jana, reach out to me, I will gladly connect you as well. Uh, but you talk a lot, Jana, about inspiring others, and I want to talk about the value of story for a moment because this is something you really supported me with. The value of the story—it's just like what you said: give, give, ask. And and the give, give, ask is saying is not saying, "Hey, buy from me." It's saying, "Here's something. Here's something. Now, I'd love to welcome you to come sit at my table, come sit, come into my community." Right? It's it is creating relationships um and inspiring others through your story and through relationships would you speak on that a bit
1: i will um cuz i think your story is your superpower i think it was given to you exactly for some purpose to mm-hmm. move you into some special place and inspire someone else with it and so when i when i first did my very first story For me, being ill was shameful. It was a weakness. You didn't tell anyone you were were ill or you weren't 100%, Mm. right? And so when I did my very first talk, it literally was in front of 30,000 people. So think about that. My first live talk ever about something extremely personal to me was in front of 35,000 people. And I go on the stage to do this talk, and I'm literally choking down vomit. (laughs) I am so scared. I'm shaking. And I kept saying, um, 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 -hmm. as I'm talking. <laughs> and I'm trying to not look cause it's really hard when you're on stage to look at somebody cause you've got lights in your eyes you can't even get someone to gauge or am I hitting that and so after I finished my story I, I, walk off stage. And when you're on a stage that big about size, there's usually a director that moves you from one place to another. So you don't just wondering around, like, where do I go? Yeah. So the lady meets me and she says, wait. And I said, am I not done yet? Like I am so done yeah. said, you're done. You did amazing. There is a group of people waiting to meet you. And I'm like, what did I do? Like, I'm thinking I did something wrong. Oh no! <laughs> I peeked around, I peeked around the corner and there, I'm not kidding. You had to be two or 300 people standing in a line to meet me. And I was like, what, what do they want?
0: <laughs> like,
1: what, why do they want to meet me? I'm not sure what happened. What did I do? And I go down there. Cause you're just directed in this fog. Right. And people were hugging me and they were crying and they were like, oh my gosh, I know somebody, or I had an event. And I realized at that moment that standing on a stage with 35,000 people, here's the thing. A third of those people probably took a potty break. Who is this woman? Like, she doesn't even know how to talk. Mm-hmm. What is going on? and they went to the bathrooms. Another third of the people were just too tired to get up and walk to the bathroom. So I'm gonna suffer through this, right? (laughs) I picked up one bit of information. And then the other third of those people, that's who I was standing on that stage for. Mm. I was supposed to be there to talk to them. And when I understood, it gives me chills even now, when I understood the value of that beautiful journey and all those fears and that desperation and everything that came out of it, the beautiful hope that came out of it, that that story was so powerful I started openly sharing it, which is why the podcast came out. The book came out because those stories I'm telling you, when I shared that they became relatable to me, they understood that I didn't show up on stage looking like this. I fought a battle to get here and if I can do it, you can do it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And that was, I think that was a big realization for me as well. And you and I talked about this when, when you were mentoring me uh, and still dear friend of mine, I feel like I get mentorship from you all of the time. Uh, And we, we, I love our monthly touch base calls just to say, Hey, how's it going? How's life? Um, But that was a big realization for me too, especially coming from the entertainment industry and struggling behind the scenes with my own self-doubt and shame. And then when I started working through that, even for the first year, I, I struggled with whether or not to share that story at my shows and when i was performing and and i realized that powerful moment the same thing when i when i started being vulnerable on stage when i started sharing my own struggles to the audience and whenever I would get off stage, and this is really what led me into the coaching business to begin with, and realizing that wow, you know, as much as I love singing and performing, I genuinely love uh, inspiring other people and supporting them on their journey as well. And and I do believe that we're multifaceted human beings. We we're given voices for a reason, right? To be used in multiple ways. But I remember the day I played this big festival, and I got off stage expecting someone to come over and say, "Hey, great job! I loved your singing." And I remember there was a woman that came over and she had tears in her eyes. And it was just that moment of like, hey, I'm going through that right now, too. I struggle with looking at myself in the mirror, too. I struggle with feeling that way, too. And it was just this almost like a shot of lightning, you know, that I, I don't know how to describe it, but that that powerful moment when you're connected to another human being and there's just like a flash of light. And it's just this understanding that we're all the same we may not have the same experiences, but we're all the same on some level, right? We all have, we all feel, we all hurt, we all cry. We all get, feel joy. We all, you know, get excitement. We, we have the same core emotions. We have the same core, you know, um, connection on a human level. And it just, it was just that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I, I get to say this more and more and more. I get to share my story more and more and more. And then, you know, Years later, it transitions into me starting a coaching business and becoming certified in NLP and hypnosis and hypnotherapy uh, and all those things. And it's just, it makes life so much more meaningful when when you share your stories and you make those connections, right? You know, you describe it as
1: a bowl of, of lightning. And here's the thing. Every time I go on stage to speak, every time I do the power stand, you know, the, the wonder, wonder woman. <laughs> yep. And I do the, get my lips ready, you know, <laughs> but here's what I picture. I picture that cape flowing. Cause I'm a survivor, right? I am yeah. a survivor until the day I die, I will survive. And then I picture, I literally picture this. I see hearts flying out of my story, out of my heart, out of my, my Mm. circumstances. And I see them floating across the audience and landing exactly where they're supposed to land. Here's my confirmation that that's exactly what happens. I went back into um, the speaking room one time after I literally visualize this happening and I go down and this lady comes back to meet me behind stage and she says, I have a gift for you. I've been waiting to give you this. And she hands me this little thing and it's a locket of a heart. I've never told anyone what I visualized. I thought they would laugh, right? But I'm in my super (laughs) cape, right? And all these hearts come out of my story and I see them touching those right, exactly who there's there to hear that message. Uh, And she gives me that beautiful heart and says, every time I think of you, I think of hearts and I'm like, oh, confirmation
0: that confirmation, I universal confirmation. I also love that. I might steal that, uh, that visualization and and <laughs> listeners, Jana just gave you some gold. Feel free to steal her visualization of every time you're around people, hearts flowing out of you to hit all of the right people you're supposed to meet and touch that day. Um, I love that so much. And I just, I love the, the fact that you are now, on this journey to inspire and to help and to heal other people or support and heal other people. Uh, what's next for Jana, what's coming up for you? Um, let's see. I'm pretty busy. <laughs> say.
1: We're releasing The magazine every month now. So our magazine um, was released in 2019 in December and we released four copies in 2020. It, it was seasonal. It was grew so fast that we added three copies. So seven copies in 2021. And Mm. now we're at over 500,000 subscribers and we are releasing every month. And it is so exciting for me to see that you're inspired. I have a wait list for people to get in to write. It's been amazing. They're not taking my spot. I'm in there. (laughs) And my, my give back, because I know this journey was given to me for a reason. And I found out the hard way that doesn't matter how much money is in my bank account. I've always been blessed with having everything I need Mm. and some, but I couldn't take it with me. And so I understood the value of what my life is about. And it was about touching others. So the magazine will always be free. It's digital. It will always be free to anyone who wants to subscribe Mm -hmm. to it and meet people like Amy, other amazing people and learn from them, connect with them. They always have free gifts in there for you. So it's full of juiciness and I will
0: never, ever charge subscribers to get to it. So it's a free subscription to all of you. I love that so much. Uh, And once again, listeners, you can get the free copy of Best Holistic Life magazine in the description for this podcast. Uh, You can also go to bestholisticlife.com, correct, and get it from there too. But if you are struggling uh, with that, I will add the link in there and all of Jana's contact link as well. Jana, I'd love to ask you one final question for the podcast today that I'm going to ask every single one of my guests you have had a wonderful journey so far in your life and there are many, many things to come and I cannot wait for them. If you could impart one more lesson to your listeners, is there one overall theme that you've stuck with through your journey that you'd like to share?
1: Absolutely. And it is in everything I say and do, and that's hope. Like if I was told I had absolutely no hope and to feel hopeless, was the darkest moment of my life. It was dark, it was scary, and I was alone in that hopelessness. So my message is, if you've got air in your lungs, I don't care what anyone has told you, you have hope. You have hope to thrive in the moment because none of us have been given, a. you've got 20 years, period. We don't know how much time we have, but you absolutely can have hope in your moment. And that is my message to the world. I wanna leave the world a better place because they can tap into hope.
0: I love that. Jana, thank you so much for being here today. Everyone, please go check out Best Holistic Life magazine, the Oh My Health, There is Hope podcast, and get in contact with Jana and her team. Uh, once again, Jana, I am so excited to kick off this podcast, uh, and have you as my first guest. You are just an inspiration and, uh, and there's also, you also do mentoring as well too. I want to just put that in there, uh, magazine cover mentoring, uh, high-end, you know, mentoring for anyone. So by all means, if you are curious to learn more from the beautiful Jana, please reach out to her, but Jana, thank you again. Thank you for being an inspiration to me for, Uh, supporting me along my journey um, and in making me realize that I get to have hope in myself too and what the future is going to bring.
1: Thank you, Amy. I feel the same way about you.
0: Exactly. Ditto. 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 Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you soon, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we would love a five-star review and maybe even a lovely comment, and feel free to share it with all of your friends and family. It's my way of saying thank you. I would love to give you a gift, and that is a copy of my free Creating Instant Confidence Guide, which includes six powerful ways that you can shift your confidence and boost it right now. You can find that link in the description. You can also find a copy over at a living.com. Remember you are one of a kind and absolutely worth it. Thank you again for being here and I'll see you next time.